and welcome to Built on Air, a podcast and video series about all things Airtable. I'm your host, Zoe Vanderplue, and I'd like to thank our sponsor, OpenSide. OpenSide's newest product, Onto Air Forms, is the Airtable form solution you've been looking for. Visit OpenSide.com to see how their Onto Air products will take your Airtable workflow to the next level. For a limited time, get Onto Air Forms free when you purchase the OpenSide Onto Air Actions Zapier connector. A warm welcome to our guest this week, Will Christensen. Will lives in Athens, Georgia, and is the co-founder innovation at Data Automation, a systems integration company that helps businesses automate and become more efficient. Data Automation services all kinds of clients, but their particular niche is in the close-knit community of e-commerce. Before rebuilding their client systems, Will and his team do an automation audit of a company's existing process and speak to as many employees as possible to learn on a micro level what is working and what isn't. Reception to new automated systems can require a huge culture shift in a company, and Will is conscious of how to facilitate that shift successfully. During his demo, Will shows us an awesome website he built called Seller Software, a handy-dandy software directory for Amazon sellers. It's an aggregation of several hundred hours of research and curation on almost every Amazon seller app that's available out there. The Airtable magic for Will's project happens behind the scenes, as he had built out an Airtable base with all of this app data in it that he wanted to use as a content management system for his website. Naturally, being a fan of DIY integrated solutions, Will built his own custom plugin to connect his base to the back end of his site. This allowed him to combine the flexibility and power of WordPress themes with the database capabilities and easy editing that Airtable provides. So as he continues to update the software directory in Airtable, changes are seamlessly pushed to the seller software website. Check out the show notes if you're interested in learning more about Will's WordPress and Airtable integration, and also visit builtonair.com to sign up for our mailing list, where you can get weekly updates on new Built on Air episodes and other fun Airtable things. Hey, Will. Thank you so much for being with us on Built on Air. Welcome to the show. Thanks. Glad to be here. So uh, tell us a little bit about yourself and your company. So... Will Christensen's the name. Um, automation's the game. I am the co-founder of Data Automation. Um, we're an automation and integration company. Uh, when we started the company, I actually didn't even realize it, but we started a systems integration company. So we do systems integration. Um, and on, on the B2B side uh, or B2C side, however you want to look at that, um, we help businesses take their manual processes and automate them using things like Zapier or just straight up custom code. Cool. And how long have you uh, been working on system stuff? Was data automation kind of your your first dive into that? And how did you get into this weird world? Um, yeah, good, good question. So um, about eight years ago, I was the low man on the totem pole at an agency and um, I was handed 16 hours of uh, manual labor, um, just copying and pasting in Excel every single week. Oh my so God. Basically, two days of my life was dedicated to pivot tables um, and copying and pasting data 
uh, for all of our clients. We had like 18 or 19 different clients that I was doing reporting for at the time. Wow. And um, this was kind of my first real job out of college. And I was looking at that and I was like, this is insane. Like there has, there has got to be a better way um, to do this. My, my immediate supervisor showed me how to do a V lookup in, in Excel. Mm -hmm. um, and I flipped out. I was like, wait, you can like take data from that spreadsheet and pull it into this spreadsheet automatically. Yeah, exactly. Mind blown. Um, and I was just like, okay, this is crazy. What, like how, no way. And, uh, I started to Google all of the Excel formulas that like you could combine them and do if statements. And, and I started to like chunk away at that 16 hours and I cut it down to probably 14 just with formulas. Nice. Um, and then I was like, okay, well maybe I can take that a step further. And I started doing macros and like, I would record a macro and then replay it. And then, you know, and I was like, okay, cool. And I'd cut it down to about eight hours. So I'd cut the whole thing in half because I had like all these macros going. And then I was like, what if I could make it so Excel would open up a web browser and uh, like actually download these reports? And so that took me took me weeks to figure out how to like code Excel into opening up a web browser. And I eventually taught myself to code in Visual Basic um, and, and like remote remote controlled the browser and Excel to kind of get the whole thing. Well, at this point, my whole process besides just the reviewing at the end was automated, but my computer was locked up for like six hours. Right. And so I was like, uh, maybe I could make it wake up in the middle of the night. And so I did just that. I made my computer wake up at three in the morning before I came into work. And, and then when I came into work, my reports were ready and I just had to review them and send them out. So I cut my 16 hour process down to two or three um, over the course of several months. And I just got hooked on automation. I was like, this, like, there have got to be other people out there who need this sort of thing. Right. And so, um, you know, from there, I kind of started talking to different people and um, I became like the Excel guru in the office. And so people would ask me for help. And I really loved that. I was like, okay, I, I think I could make something out of this. Well, I got an opportunity to move to a tech incubator. Um, in Athens, Georgia. So across the country, I moved from Utah uh, to Athens, Georgia. Um, and uh, when I got here to Athens, Georgia, I was working in marketing in another one of the startups. And I pitched the uh, partners on the idea of an automation consultancy where we would build automations for other companies. We would use Zapier, we would use Airtable, we would use all these other pieces. And at the time, I had no clue what Airtable was when we started the whole thing. Um, got introduced to that after the fact. We'll talk about that in a minute. But um, yeah, got into automation um, because of 16. I, I really should thank those guys. I need to probably write them a thank you letter. Like, thank you for giving me 16 hours of manual reporting because it led to where I am today. Right. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, I, I always find it's, it's easier to kind of learn how to do things when you have a very specific problem you have to solve. You know, you're like, how do I just not make myself like go insane sitting in this office? And you're like, I automate everything. Very yes. cool. So then from sort of you, you pitch this consultancy, um, is that your current company data automation? Correct. So, cool. Correct. Yep. So and data automation has been around for about three years now and, and it started with just me. 
Um, and, and we've grown the team and we are now certified Zapier developers. So like if you have a SaaS product, we can actually connect your app to Zapier. So Airtable didn't use us for this necessarily, but we build those integrations to Zapier. And then we also um, are certified Zapier experts, which is where I met um, Built on Air. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So tell us a little bit um, more about your your sort of specialty. Um, I know you guys, you know, uh, you can automate pretty much anything, um, but you kind of have this niche in the, the kind of e-commerce world. So tell us a little bit about how, you know, uh, like what are the special needs for, you know, specifically e-commerce clients and, you know, what kind of interesting solutions have you found? Great question. So um, in the e-commerce space, uh, originally our goal was to just be more open and we would help SaaS products that wanted to connect to Zapier or build integrations, native integrations, things like that. And then we would we would help customers just automate manual processes inside their business. We have a sister company called Seller Labs, uh, which is a, a company that focuses on Amazon uh, seller automation. They have a product called Feedback Genius, another one called Ignite. And these products help Amazon sellers automate pieces of their business. And that's specifically what they're focused around is building SaaS products. So we were more interested in kind of the one-off projects. And we started to see some synergy between what was there. And our developers had experience with e-commerce as well. And so one thing led to another. And we kept getting introduced to more people who we knew in this tight-knit e-commerce community. To the point where now it's a significant portion of our business. We help e-commerce sellers transfer order data back and forth between different systems. We've built some built some modular automation of our of our own. Um, it's not a full blown SaaS product by any means. I would I wouldn't call it that, but we're able to literally connect to just about any system out there and and move data back and forth between systems. Um, in bulk. And, and when Zapier is the appropriate tool, we'll, we'll use Zapier. But when it's not connected to Zapier, we're capable of building a connection. Very cool. Yeah, I think the the unique thing right about e-commerce is, is there's, you know, all the order data comes from one source, but it needs to go so many different places. And just from the, the e-commerce companies, you know, that I've peeked into, a surprising amount of people are just doing it via like, spreadsheet exports and imports, which just gets so uh, just terrible, outright terrible. You know, so with e-commerce, you mentioned, you know, sometimes you'll use Zapier, sometimes you guys are just sort of, you know, developing your own connector. Um, where where does Airtable come in? Like what projects are, are good fit are a good fit for incorporating Airtable and what do you use it for? We use Airtable all the time um, inside our development process whenever we need a really quick way for the user to interact with data. So often a common place that we use it in um, e-commerce connections is mapping. So on one side of the fence, they call Amazon, Amazon. And on the other side of the fence, they call it Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. And so the computer can't tell the difference between those two things. It, it, it thinks those are not the same ID. So you have to give the computer a place where you can map and say anything that looks like this, but actually is like this is the same. And so that sort of a map has to be very easily accessible to a human and a computer. And Airtable makes that bridge just so easy. So we'll, we'll spin up an Airtable, throw it out to our client. Our developers will connect to it, grab out any maps they need, um, and, and do that. I do a thing called an automation audit, 
where I'll come into a company and we'll um, interview each individual person in the company. And we try to do a culture shift change for the company so that they can focus now on automation versus focusing on like the low man on the totem pole has to realize that it's okay to raise your hand and say, this is inefficient versus I'm just the low man on the totem pole. I have to do it. And so this, this whole process, I actually track in Airtable. So I, I go in and I have a list of all of the people who I'm supposed to interview and all of the potential automations that we do, all of the automations that we finish. So I, a lot of the automation, like, like I track my automation in Airtable often. So we use it got many 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 different air tables right yes many um yeah i love kind of that uh you know way of using it for for easy lookup tables that people can also update or add to if needed it's yeah kind of a great elegant solution for for that um i'm really interested in, in this sort of like culture shift change part of your process that you mentioned so how exactly do you go about that and also what do you do when uh you encounter, you know, maybe some employees that are a little bit suspicious of automations. Uh, how do you how do you kind of win them over to your side? That's a great question. So uh, my 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 process for going into a company and instilling a culture shift like that is actually uh, a little different than you might expect. Um, at, at the initially we started kind of at the top because we figured the people at the top would know about a lot of the inefficiencies that were going on and would be able to help direct us. They're also the decision makers. So they'd be able to give us the budget to go in and actually do that. And we discovered that we would do a lot of proposals and it would get, we'd get excited about it, but then it would never really get adopted or it just would fall flat. And so then we decided, okay, what if we went to the very bottom? So we had one or two meetings with the CEO or the C-level executives. And then we went right to the person who is like fresh out of college, brand new intern who has to do 16 hours of manual reporting every week. And what if we met with them and gained their trust? And, and so this culture shift change that we try to do with companies has to start there, has to start with those individuals at the bottom of the totem pole. And um, as soon as you start meeting with them and you talk to them and say, Hey, your boss is paying me to talk to you right now. That all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute, they're willing to put resources into me. So there's, there's some like immediate light bulbs that go on that way. Then the second thing I do is I spend the first 15 minutes of my conversations just gaining their trust, helping them understand that I've been the low man on the totem pole. I've been where they are. I understand how annoying that is. And I've learned a lot about how to get around that. And then we look at some of the common barriers that they face when they're getting into that. And, mm -hmm. and we kind of help them overcome some of those barriers. Cool. Yeah. I like that sort of approaching it from a you know, the only reason I'm doing this is because I was you and I didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, but I, I think that's, that's always hard where, you know, some people I think, you know, to, to any sort of top executive, it's like, let me automate stuff. And they're like, wow, that sounds great. But for the people who are actually interacting with it every day, there are so many more, um, you know, complexities, I think, and, and things nuances where it's the process. Yeah, exactly. So many nuances. And, and I think, uh, you know, kind of sitting down with people and being like, I want to understand this, right? To be able to to not make it a system that you have to conform to, but one that kind of conforms to the reality of whatever you have to do is, you know, kind of a, a better way to go about it. So I really like your approach. Are you normally doing these meetings remotely or will you go visit the companies? 
Depends. Sometimes I'll go out and visit them in person. Um, I'll, I'll go out and sit down with the company and say, hey, like what's going there? I've got a, a guy who's lo looking to have me come out to Louisville here in a, in a couple of weeks. Cool. Um, and it's an on-site meeting where we're kind of tearing apart everything that he's doing in his tech stack and trying to decide what to do next. Um, I do a lot of them remotely. Um, it's actually very effective to do it remotely because I can immediately say, okay, now let's share your screen. I can remote control their screen with Zoom. Um, we can go in, we can record the session, and then they can go back and look at it later. Um, so the remote feature is actually a benefit versus uh, like if I'm sitting next to them, I can't really control their screen without being like, hey, move over for a second. Um, let, you know, hey, hold on, give me the mouse. You know, like it's it's easy because we can both have access to that mouse and keyboard at the same time. Um, and I can kind of walk them through because my goal in that meeting is not to just do it for them. It's to show them how to automate. Right. So, you know, if they're doing a lot of Google Sheets, I've got tips and tricks that they can do inside Google Sheets. And sometimes my tip or trick for Google Sheets is you should be using Airtable. Um, right. So it just depends on what I'm looking at. But a lot of times Airtables, like their formulas don't quite match up with exactly what they need. And so Sheets is a better option. And so I'll teach them tips or tricks about both systems. Very cool. Um, and I guess that's a great sort of segue into the kind of demo portion, since you will be sharing your screen and walking us through one of your Airtable projects. So tell us a little bit about uh, what you'll be demoing for us. So um, we are constantly, so, so we're at a tech incubator. The tech incubator is called Roundsphere. And at the tech incubator, we're constantly looking at what does the world need that it doesn't already have? right? What SaaS product, what product, what company could serve uh, the world better than it already is? And um, one of the things that we feel like uh, is lacking a little bit is a directory of every single piece of software that services uh, the uh, Amazon sellers or the sellers, the e-commerce sellers, so that they can know which piece of software would be awesome. Mm -hmm. And so um, I'll share my screen here. So we created a, a product called um, Seller Software. And is that coming up okay? Yes, I can see your screen. Okay, so um, this is uh, Seller Software. Um, this is basically just a place where we've aggregated several uh, hundred hours worth of research. And we've gone out and curated a list of, you know, all of the different software um, where people can find it. So we're, we're looking for, you know, we got ratings and, and, you know, screenshots and all sorts of information that we've curated to try to help you figure out what you should be going. And so we've got a bunch of different categories and whatnot. Well, um, when we very first decided to do this, we were like, okay, well, um, all of this data, when we're researching it, it needs to be housed somewhere. And I was like, well, I think we should house it. At first, we actually were putting it into a Google spreadsheet. And I was like, whoa, stop, stop, stop. Let's put this in Airtable because we can actually take you know, images. We can take all that sort of data. And then I was like, what if we made it so that this was actually connected to a like, like, like extension on WordPress? Like, what if we made it so that this could all be housed in the background and if there was a new category added, it would automatically add it here. And if like, what if we what if we made it so that this was like totally dynamic? And so what we 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 you know like like you click on this, and inventory management actually goes and looks stuff up in Airtable. Right. 
and and like here's my list and you know i go to my section here and and this all of this data what if we housed all of this data inside airtable and um my my partners were like that sounds interesting so um that's what we did um this is our seller software airtable and every single one of these items that's in here is all put into the different pieces. So I have a link to the site and you'll notice that it's a formula. Um, so inside my formula here, it literally just says, pull in the category for the breadcrumb and the slug. Nice. And I actually define the slug and the category and all of that information right here in this, uh, in this Airtable. So it gives me the ability to put all of this data um, into a linkable field and 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 give everything that I need to, so that we're we're looking at what we need. So this whole website, the tail end of it, um, is 100% run on Airtable, and we even made it so that you could search for something specific. This is all connected to Airtable as well. Very so, cool. So basically, we made a a a plugin for WordPress that allows you, and it's it's not totally public right now. Like if somebody wanted to reach out to us and say, hey, like, could we use that? Um, we were just building it for our own use. We're happy to, to look at, at further opportunities. We are a tech incubator, right? Um, but yeah, this is when they ask, like, what's something crazy that you've done, um, you know, that, that allows you to, you know, really take some, some new pieces of, of, of what's there and, and see what's there. And this is one of the crazy things we've done. I love it. Yeah, I think the the real sort of benefit to to using Airtable as a, you know, content management system for websites would be it I mean it's just Airtable so fun to use, right? It's easy to put data into it as opposed to like the typical back end of a WordPress website which mm-hmm. I always tend to get a little frustrated with. Well, it's a little clunky, you the know. The cool part about this is this is so if you've ever uh, heard of uh, elegant themes um, so elegant themes and Divi is the name of the theme. This is actually a Divi themed full-blown WordPress website. So this front page, I wanted the flexibility that WordPress can give so that you're able to like mesh with your content. And let's say that you wanted an about us page and, you know, you wanted to, to look at some of that. I wanted that flexibility to make really amazing looking landing pages. And so like, if you look over here at my categories page, um, let's go over here, we'll look at inventory management again. I wanted to be able to make a buying guide down here at the bottom that was very easy to look at, but I needed this middle section to be, you know, totally capable of being, you know, rated and, and we, you know, we move around and we, we get all of that other information so that we could put out uh, the data that was there. And so, we we married the two together and gave ourselves the ability to have WordPress, which is easy to build really nice landing pages and give the user control. And we needed an easy way to manage a directory, um, which is is what our Airtable uh, does in the background. Very cool. So what is the the sort of process for your team as you find new apps? Do people just, is it, you know, anyone can submit something to Airtable or what's kind of your process for actually managing that content day to day? So the funny part about it is um, I'm a little bit crazy when it comes to some of this stuff. 
Um, we actually use, I, I have this, uh, this, this uh, little plugin right here. And uh, with this plugin, I can actually create, um, and, and this specific login doesn't have it right here handy, but um, I can make it so that I can hit send right here and it will take the URL of any website that I'm on and push it right into the Airtable using Very Zapier. Nice. So like I can add a new website to this in seconds and it's totally dynamic. It'll add it over here. Now, obviously there's some, you know, that would just create a blank page because there's none of the, you know, content being curated and some of those other things. And so there's some other pieces and processes that we have in place to kind of help us make this uh, more real. And so if, if you're coming to the seller software website after this podcast and you're like, wait a minute, this doesn't look completely finished. That's because it's actually still in process as far as some of the data. The, the plugin is totally functional. So, you know, you can see, you know, all of this is in here and we've got a lot of this data. Um, if you were to go compare all of the ratings, you'll know that you'll notice that all the ratings are three. Um, and that's because we're still in the process of finishing our ratings process um, to connect to connect those dots. So this is still a, a website that's a work in progress. And if you notice a website that we're missing, we'd love to hear about it. Um, and and we're, we're currently going through and categorizing and, and using Airtable. And the nice part is, I don't have to do any website development um, to finish out this website. It's all Airtable, you know, categorization work at this point. Very nice. Yeah, it's it's great to just be able to instead of having to compile every single piece of data before you push it, now you guys can just kind of separate it out and do it at your leisure, and then Focus still provide that. some interesting, you know, and valuable content in the meantime. Absolutely. Do you guys have plans to eventually kind of make this plugin public or what are, you know, we, I would be so, so at this point, it's one of those, you kind of have to focus on, you know, where, where the cash is, so to speak. Um, We haven't had anybody beg for something like this. Um, I was just looking on product hunt the other day and I saw somebody who's built a sheets to website plugin, like literally like, all it is is it takes a Google spreadsheet and turns it into a website. And I was like, uh, I probably need to get on Product Hunt or AppSumo or one of these other ones and launch that thing. Because, I mean, we've already got it built. It's working. It's functioning. Um, we would just need to push it out there. So it is on the docket. It's just one of those things that, you know, you got to get there. Right. There's only so many hours in the day. Um, well, once you get it up and running, let us know and we'll add it to our built on air products list. Um, nice. since, which I, I guess is sort of really the equivalent of what we're trying to do here is kind of like what you're doing with, you know, the Amazon stuff. It's like, you're like, I know there are things out there like to supplement this, you know, ser- uh, you know, other app or service, but it's so hard to find all of them in one place. Well, let me know. I mean, that sounds like a directory of products. If it's built on WordPress and you needed something, I don't know, to hook it up to Airtable. Like I know a guy that built something that would make it so that that, that list of products might work. I wonder who that could be. Just saying. <laughs> Just saying. Very cool. Well, I love how you're, you know, it seems like you really have this kind of great synergy where, you know, um, you're always kind of, you know, researching and developing and exploring, right? Um, And, you know, you have all of these kind of personal projects that in turn translate to, you know, additional services for your clients and stuff. Absolutely. 
Yep. Very cool. Um, so tell our listeners where they can find you if they want to learn more about your WordPress plugin in development or check out your services. Yeah, absolutely. So um, roundsphere.com is the name of our tech incubator. Um, you can always check that out. That's obviously maybe a little hard to spell, but it is literally like round like a sphere. Everybody's always like, isn't that kind of obvious? We're like, okay, yeah, we know it's obvious. Um, dataautomation.com is the name of the, uh, the, the systems integration company. And you can reach us at either place. My email personally, you're welcome to email me personally, will, W-I-L-L, at dataautomation with two A's, dataautomation.com. Um, and, and if you're interested in, in you know, hey, I'd like to beta, beta that, shoot me an email. I'd love to talk to more people who are interested um, in connecting it. It's totally built and functional. It's just, you know, you kind of have to focus on where people are interested. So if, if, if people from this podcast wanted this to become a thing, I'd entertain anyone who wanted to talk to me about it. Right on. Well, Built on Air listeners, if you are using WordPress and Airtable and want to connect the two, reach out to Will and he'll show you how to do it. I will. Very, very cool. Thank you so much, Will. I really appreciate you taking the time to chat with us. Um, and we'll be keeping tabs on your uh, WordPress plugin and everything else you have in the works. Cool. Looking forward to it.